Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. Now he covers Penny Hardaway's Tigers for the commercial appeal. It's Jason Munns making the big interview. Award-winning writers, athletes, coaches, the biggest names in sports. It's the Gary Parish Show Big Interview on 92.9 FM ESPN. So Munns, you were in Nashville last night for Memphis' season opening victory over Vanderbilt. Final score 76-67. They really controlled Memphis did the game from start to finish just you know, as somebody who's now been covering this program for years, broadly speaking, what did you make of, of what you saw last night in the season opener? I mean, that's honestly uh, kind of the the, the biggest uh, point that that I that I walked out of that uh, building, that hot building last night. Uh, uh, kind of at the top of my mind was like I've I have covered this team now for the last few seasons. And I mean, I would say honestly, seventy-five to eighty percent of what that, you know, what transpired on the court last night was borderline unrecognizable to anyone who's been closely paying attention to how things have gone for Memphis the last few seasons. I mean, like just from the the composure that they showed. I mean, like that was something that I, that really struck me. I mean, like it, it was that there wasn't a ton of people in the building, but the, the ones that were there were pretty loud. Um, anytime Vanderbilt, you know, made a three or got a steal and got a bucket and Memphis never once got rattled. Um, almost every single time Vanderbilt, when, when the game was still competitive, Almost every single time Vanderbilt got a, a, a nice play and felt like they might be stealing some momentum, Memphis ran down to the under, other end of the floor and got a bucket. Nipped that in the bud right then and there. And um, they did that kind of repeatedly. And so that was one of the things that really stood out to me. And then um, obviously Kendrick Davis and DeAndre Williams, that combo is just it's, – it's got a chance to be pretty special um, this season and, and – I mean, you know, so so what else can you really say about those two? And then, oh, by the way, uh, Alex Lomax goes out and gets his first career double-double, 10 points, 10 rebounds. Um, it was just a nice – it was you, – you, you could feel that this is more of a cohesive uh, operation and a much more um, – focused and driven uh, 
enterprise now um, with all these veterans. And, you know, yeah, some of them are new, but they've all got a common goal, it seems like, and they all played really well together. Everything I'd heard uh, in the preseason from the coaching staff suggested they felt that way. Everything I'd heard from you uh, suggested you um, were operating with the same understanding. Still, you don't know it uh, until you see it. And this isn't like, and I can't stress this enough, this isn't Memphis opening with Jackson State or, um, you know, some lower level in the 300s at Ken Palm type of opponent. Uh, this is a, a bottom half, perhaps even bottom third uh, SEC team. But is an SEC team that would still probably finish top three in the American Athletic Conference and an SEC team that reportedly had just beaten Xavier in a scrimmage uh, last week. And Memphis went and it looked like a real basketball team right from the jump. I think it's Notre Dame coach Mike Bray who said it for the first time. Now lots of coaches say it. But one of the things Mike has consistently said is um, at Notre Dame he wanted to get old and then stay old. In other words, always be led yeah, get a five-star freshman if you can, but you need to have older guys in your program. And obviously, uh, ideally, you want older guys who have been playing together. That's the case at North Carolina right now. But just older guys learning to play together at the same time seems to be better than a bunch of young guys trying to learn to play together at the same time. And that was apparently on display last night. Yeah, I mean, you're exactly right. You know, uh, Elijah McCadden came off the bench. I mean, this is a guy who was the sixth man of the year in the Sun Belt last year. And it's like, yeah. You know, a lot of people, uh, there were there were quite a few fans when he signed who were just like, hmm, okay, uh, great, Sun Belt, nice, Georgia Southern, um, you know, not even like a really good Sun Belt team. Um, but, you know, that guy came off the bench and scored, I think, nine points or whatever. You know, there's a lot of people who are, who are, who are you know, a lot of people out there who are still um, down somewhat on uh, Malcolm Dandridge talking about a guy who's in his fourth year and he goes out there and scores nine points and six gets grabs six rebounds. Um, so like, yeah, even the guys who are still here, they're older and you know, you brought in some 23, you know, 22 and 23 year olds. And um, you know, I, I made this point last night on Twitter. Uh, you know, you mentioned that, yeah, Vandy is not like, you know, they're not like, you know, Duke or Kansas or whatever. They're not Baylor, but but Memphis, they're, they're sort of a lower-tier SEC team. Well, what happened the last time Memphis saw a lower-tier SEC team on the road? Um, they lost to Georgia. Right. <laughs> uh, and so, you know, if you're, if you're looking for progress, there it is right there. I'm talking to Jason Munns from the Commercial Appeal. He was in Nashville last night for Memphis' season-opening victory over Vanderbilt. You mentioned Malcolm Dandridge. From a lineup perspective, I think this was maybe the most surprising thing. Not necessarily that Malcolm started, but that KO, who some people had projected as a starter, uh, played only six minutes. Combined, Malcolm Dandridge and KO played a, a combined 27 minutes, which means Memphis spent 13 minutes playing without what you would consider to be a, a traditional big. What did you make of, of the way that rotation was handled? Well, I think, I, first of all, um, I mean, you know, Malcolm's been in the system now. This is his fourth year, and Penny, Penny, you know, he's brought in some new guys, and I think that there is a, a level of familiarity that he likes to have um, at his disposal. And the other thing is uh, he's not 
he's like he when he's right, he's got a lot of potential. Um, like he's 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 pretty skilled. So um, you know, Penny made mention of this last night during the press conference that uh, that that you know he he kind of sat down with Malcolm Dandridge in the off season and that Malcolm kind of promised him uh, that he was going to give him everything he has this season. And that's not always, you know, you, you, nobody has said this out loud, but I, I don't think that that's always been the case, um, since Malcolm got here for one reason or another. And granted, he's been coming off, you know, these knee surgeries and things like that. So, um, but, uh, you know, yeah, I, I asked Penny also about, uh, only playing KO six minutes, um, in the game zero in the second half. And he said he was really just coaching off a field. Um, you know, he said, he said, KO will be okay. It doesn't, you know, just because it's one game and he only played six minutes doesn't necessarily mean that he won't play 16 or 26 minutes, uh, next week at St. Louis. It just, it was one game. And as we, if we know anything about Penny Hardaway, uh, just, you know, whatever happens on Monday really doesn't you know, guarantee you anything on Tuesday. Well, that's what I was going to ask you. Um, I've been a proponent in years past, especially last year, of shortening the rotation. Like, I don't think in college basketball you need to play 10 or 11 guys. Last night, they really only played eight guys. Only seven different people played at least 15 minutes. Jaden Hardaway got 14. Um, So you don't – like, that might be the norm, but you would stop short of proclaiming it the norm uh, until we see that type of rotation a little more consistently. Yeah, I, I would. Um, I mean, he, I, I just I think that we need to see it. Yeah, we need to see it more than once in order to, uh, or I do at least, to uh, to be convinced that um, that that's going to be the way it is from now on. And I mean, you know, we talked a lot about how uh, difficult this schedule is going to be, and I think Penny understands that. I think I mean he's he's talked about it a lot this uh this preseason that um you know it was important to him to 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 really schedule you know up the degree of difficulty in the non-conference schedule and he i mean like that's that's how it felt to me was that he was coaching that way last night like he this you know he wasn't wanting to just go in there and be competitive he wasn't even necessarily wanting to go in there and get a win for any other reason than uh, it, it could very well become important, um, you know, next spring. So uh, I think that that's what that was, really. I mean, um, he he felt like there was a combination, a rotation that was working, and he was he was right. But yeah, it's still um, it's one game, and I and I, I'm going to need to see that a little bit more often before I'm convinced that. Um, that that's what we're going to see the rest of the way. Talking to Jason Munns from the Commercial Appeal. He covers Penny Hardaway's Tigers at commercialappeal.com. Um, Alex Lomax, as you noted, uh, started, uh, played 34 minutes, got his first career double-double. He was largely good, you know, 10 points, uh, 10 rebounds. He had more than twice as many rebounds as a small card than any one Vanderbilt player. He led Memphis in in rebounding my issue with Alex Lomax I think it gets twisted up sometimes has never been with Alex Lomax as much as it's been I thought in years past he played more minutes than he probably needed to be playing based on the other options that were available to the coaching staff but on this particular team 
I don't know if there's anybody who should be playing more minutes than Alex Lomax who didn't play more minutes than Alex Lomax last night. Um, the roster is not as talented or star-studded, and you know it, it, Alex Lomax's proper role on this team might be, you know, a guy who plays twenty-five to thirty minutes per game. Last night he played thirty-four, and as you noted um, at commercialappeal.com, he played a lot of primary point guard with Kendrick Davis playing off of the ball. Just I know it's only forty minutes, but it, it was forty minutes against a real opponent. What did you see with Kendrick Davis and Alex Lomax? combining to be Memphis's starting backcourt? Well, I thought it looked good. Um, you know, we talked to Alex after the game as well and asked him, you know, uh, like what was the secret to um, getting to, to rebounding the way he does. And he said, you know, ever since he's been here, for the most part, he's been the get-back guy. Like he's been the, you know, when, when the shot goes up, he – retreats because not only is he a really solid defender, but um, he's also been, you know, uh, the, the point guard. Well, I mean, you know, he, he and Kendrick are sort of interchangeable when they're on the floor. It could, it could vary from possession to possession. And now Kendrick is the, is the get back guy and Alex can crash. Uh, that gives Alex the freedom to crash a little bit more um, than he's ever done before. And I mean, he's, he's really got a nose for the ball. And, uh, and that showed last night, but, um, I don't know, like, you know, so much has been made in the last few weeks about how little they've practiced together, Kendrick and Alex, but, you know, I, I asked, uh, Alex last night, um, you know, what are you doing when you're not practicing? Like when you've been out with your ankle situation or Kendrick's been out with his ankle situation, he said, we've been talking, we've been watching, we've been engaged. We're not just sitting over on the sideline goofing off. And I think that's part of the maturity factor, the older, the experienced veteran factor that, um, you know, it, it, it's really not just about stuff you see in games. It's, it's things that happen behind the scenes that may not necessarily show up in a box score or whatever. He said, we're, we're learning each other's tendencies. We're talking about, you know, I, I'm watching him practice and seeing where his sweet spots are. And he's watching me or talking about it. So, um, yeah, they, they, they might not be, uh, they might not have a lot of time under their belts together on the practice court and, and certainly not, um, on the, on the game floor, but it, it looked pretty good. And, uh, both, both he, uh, Alex and Kendrick seem to be bought into this, to this dual thing. And I think that's, that's a major part of this as well. What's your understanding of the Jonathan Lawson situation? I asked a lot of, I asked like four people <laughs> about that today and nobody seemed to know. Um, uh, unfortunately, uh, nobody asked me included. Nobody asked Penny about it last night. Uh, it didn't come up during his availability. Uh, it did come up during DeAndre Williams' availability and he basically said the minutes weren't there. We did, I did ask, like I said, I asked Penny about KO's. Uh, situation why he didn't play in the second half and he you know said he was coaching off a feel and going with his gut and that sort of thing and maybe that's maybe that's the explanation but I do know uh, I can confirm that it's not injury related and it's not disciplinary related so uh, it 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 may have just been a situation where he where Penny thought uh, it was not the right time or you know maybe he felt like he just didn't match up well with 
with Vandy, I, 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 that, that's, that's the best I got. I'm wrapping up here with Jason Munns from the Commercial Appeal. Last thing before I let you go, you've done a tremendous job chronicling the DeMaria Franklin situation. UIC has yet to be helpful in any way in um, uh, helping DeMaria uh, obtain uh, immediate eligibility at the University of of Memphis. What's the latest there, and what's your ultimate prediction on how that's going to unfold? So Memphis um, submitted – uh, it's submitted a, a mental health waiver on behalf of DeMaria to the, uh, to the NCAA last week. And, you know, a lot of people, there's been a lot of people asking me, I've been getting a lot of questions like, well, what took him so long? Well, A, DeMaria didn't even commit to Memphis until August 29th. So, um, you know, and then, and then if you, you know, if you believe DeMaria's dad who told me that, UIC promised them that they would sign the uh, runoff waiver. Well, I think Memphis was genuinely holding out hope um, that that would happen. And when it became clear that it wasn't going to happen, they began the process of gathering what they needed to gather to submit their waiver request. And that's, you know, not something that you want to rush, especially this close to the season. You got to really dot all the I's and cross all the T's. So, um, yeah, and that, and that's where it stands. They're just wait, you know, that's been submitted. They're waiting on uh, a decision. I was told that from the time they submitted, it could take anywhere from a couple of days, you know, a few days to up to five weeks. So, um, we'll see. We'll see where. We'll see how long it takes. Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet. Uses during times of congestion. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale with Hot Buys, your choice of colors starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases and shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new car. Like a legendary Camry, built for performance and available with all-wheel drive, you can count on your new Camry to get anywhere you need to go. And with available features like heated seats and a multimedia touchscreen, you can stay connected in comfort and style. Or check out an affordable and reliable Corolla with a trim for every lifestyle. From the hip and agile sedan to the sporty hatchback, there's a dependable Corolla built just for you. Plus, both Camrys and Corollas are available in hybrid models. So no matter your style, you can drive efficiently and affordably. And right now, your local Toyota dealer has more vehicles in stock and is making delivery on new vehicles almost every day. So visit your local Toyota dealer. And check out amazing national sales event deals on Camrys, Corollas, and more when you visit buyatoyota.com. Offers end April 1st. Toyota, let's go places.